writes to them. He writes to the church, not just to the vicar. His communication all the way through this has him linked to the entire congregation, not just to, not just to, the, um, to the leaders of the church in Philippi. Now, I believe this letter would have been read out to the congregation verbatim. Um, and that's, the, that's the, the, the link that Paul, as a missionary, has with the community from which he's been launched. And within a community, some people will have a gift for communication. And that gift should be cherished. Now, we all know that, I suspect that the vast majority of us have emails that we haven't answered. Um, and, we have, um, and we know that we should do. Or we've sent an email and had no response. And while that is uh, perfectly normal, frankly, um, it does mean that the person, uh, the person who sends them feels forgotten. Now, some people will always answer an email, regardless of how inane that email is, um, and will always follow up anything that comes to them. Um, and some people will follow, always follow up conversations. So if you have a conversation over coffee uh, and make comment about something, about something that will be happening, there will be the select few who remember, and the next time you have that conversation will say, how did that exam go? How did the talk that you were giving go? How is the job that you are hunting for going. And that's a step beyond the very Church of England, hi, how are you, I am fine, thank you, um, and, is bi and helps bind the community together. The people who are good communicators, and I believe it is a gift, it is not something, it, although it is something we should all aim for, I feel, some are naturally much better at it than others. But those people should be cherished and sh um, because I think that I see them as embodying being a shining light into the darkness. Good communication binds a community together. It heals injuries that are accidentally inflicted by bad communication. We all know how to send an email that says something that is complete and it is received in a way that is not intended at all. And then you have a rift between two people. The same thing can happen over conversation, by overhearing things, by having something reported. These things are inevitable. No matter how good we are at sending the initial email or having that conversation, people will always misinterpret what is being said at some point. And it is into that world that our good communicators step and notice the, the rift between factions. And this is important in a, in a community of our size, which is around 100 people on an, on an ongoing basis. But as the church grows, it is even more important. If the church is, say, 400 people, Nobody has any real chance of knowing everyone in it. And what you end up with, very naturally, is cliques being formed, factions, small groups which congregate around an individual or perhaps a function, maybe the worship group and the, um, and the flower arranging group, for example. And inevitably, these groups will fall out. Now, when individuals fall out, it's bad when entire functions within the church, groups or cliques fall out, it is significantly worse, and you end up with rifts and major problems. And again, those who can communicate, those who can see, those who don't just see problems, but see initially the need for these groups to talk and know instinctively that although we are doing something in the worship corner, we've made a decision, and that will have impact on other people. So rather than letting them find out, it's going to be told or discussed well up front before it starts having an impact and starts festering. 
again, it's about breaking down these walls. Um, and again, it's about thinking differently and living differently. And as I say, one of the great examples of that in the, uh, in the church is the I'm fine conversation. How are you? I'm fine. Move on to the next one. In liturgy, you see it a lot in the piece, which I don't miss. In all honesty, I'm sure other people have other opinions. Um, and although I, don't although I don't have a problem with the ideal behind it, typically, in my experience, the piece is walking up to someone, shaking their hand, if sort of limply, while looking over their shoulder to spot the next person to shake their hand. Peace with you, peace with you, peace with you. Thanks, I feel. There's a connection here. We've really touched us, touched together. Um, it doesn't, in, in, to me, that drives us apart more than not doing it at all. There are things you can use to get around that, of course. If someone really is looking on your shoulder while they're doing that, just hold on to their hand. Eventually, they will have to look back. It'll get uncomfortable, but really, they're going to break first. It's a lot of fun. You should try that. Anyway, moving on again, because otherwise we are going to be here for the hour and a half. How long have I been talking? Simon's not asleep, so I'm taking that as a good sign. Um, Paul is um, encouraging. Yes, that's the other part of this letter. Um, this letter is not a criticism to the Philippians. This is not a way of saying... Uh, it's not a sermon, in fact. It's not a way of saying, um, be be saying you need to be better because bad things are going to happen. It's an encouragement to say you are doing well, but, you need, but think about these things and step forward in faith. He's, encouraged, he's, he's encouraging them to the greater achievements. Um, and that encouragement is extremely important. Because whereas communication holds a community together, encouragement looks after its mental health, I feel. Positive, um, it's very difficult, particularly in English society, to hear and accept positive, um, positive statements. Um, it's very easy for me to stand here and be self-effacing. I can talk about my bad haircut, for example. But for me to stand here and say, well, actually, I feel I'm dressed rather well today, puts me in an extremely delicate position of you lot disagreeing with me and, um, and makes me extremely vulnerable. And it's the same thing if you reach out with encouragement, because we are very bad at accepting encouragement in general, all of us. Some are better than others. But if someone says to you, if someone is saying to you, that was good, I personally, I feel uncomfortable when someone says that. I don't, um, I don't know if everyone feels this way. Maybe I'm just unusual. But I suspect I'm not entirely alone. And having the grace to accept that encouragement is as important as, as the church community having the grace to accept someone giving. The, in many ways, it is an encouragement for the encourager to keep doing so. Anxiety, depression, stress are Mental, uh, mental conditions, which are extremely prevalent in our society at the moment. A lot of them, and I'm not trying to make these sound small or trivial, but a lot of them grow from the communities that we're in and our interaction with other people. They are linked to, um, and one of the big things that they are linked to is isolation. 
positive steps into that isolation. The church communities, just to be clear, are extremely isolating for some people. If you walk into a room full of 100 people who all know each other, and they're not welcoming, or even just ambivalent, then it's a lot of backs being turned on you. Now, St. Swithin's, as I, I think I've said before, is extremely good at this. Um, the reason I'm here is because Keith kidnapped me as I walked past. I didn't even have to walk in. Um, and on that first day of my attendance, having just come from a church which basically didn't care whether I was there or not, by my reckoning, um, I was accosted by a whole variety of people who wanted to know who I was and whether they'd seen me before and whether I was new and whether I'd be coming again and so many things. <laughs> but it was lovely, and I came back, um, and it made me feel extremely part of this community. And that communication, that encouragement, was, um, was responsible for my being here still. Um, and the encouragement, an encouragement within the community um, is responsible for helping people to value what they're doing um, and to value themselves, which is a first very important step. But beyond that, also valuing what, is what they are contributing um, for the people who are constantly behind the scenes being remembered occasionally is extremely important. I know I've talked far longer than about encouragement than I wanted to, but I want, did want to say that there are people with a gift for encouragement. Again, an actual, I think it's, there are, everyone should look to do it, but I think there are people with an actual gift for it. And I think that we should value them very, uh, very greatly, um, because we have no real way of knowing how important one word of encouragement is to another person. Anyway, back to the text. Can we move on? Thank you. This is a... Oh, yes, this is a Bible. Um, now, this was unearthed from smugglers um, a short while ago um, and is, if genuine, um, possibly the oldest known Bible. Uh, it's about 1,500 years old. Um, I don't know why I put that in at all. It doesn't matter. Can we move on? Thank you. Right. The ending of this letter. The ending. The ending. Um, at the end of this letter, Paul, um, Paul signs off in a, in a, great, in a, in a long flourish. Um, and his sign-off sets a context for the letter that, was, um, that was presented, uh, has been presented. He's not writing, um, as, a, as, as a criticism I say, he's writing from a sense of community and in the grace of God. Now, these are how we, say, we sign off letters in the modern world, and they have, um, and although many of these have gone out of fashion, and some of them, I'm sure you recognize absolutely all of them, um, they are, um, these, these, again, set different tones for the letter that's been written. If I say uh, at the end of my letter, sincerely, that applies a certain amount of, please believe me, this is a, a, a formal and I'm a letter in which I am not attempting to deceive you. If I say um, best wishes, that implies a certain level of basic familiarity, which is then ramped up. If I go to something like um, best wishes, oh no, it's best wishes again. Well, there we go. Um, yours always, or going further into something like all my love. It's a, there's a sliding scale of familiarity there, but there's also a different context. Um, there's a warmth to all my love, which is not there with sincerity, but there is a truth to sincerity, which is not explicitly stated in something like all my love. 
The point to all this is that when Paul sign, is, is when we look at how Paul signs off his letters, um, because how he, because he what he says is um, what he says is the, is in the grace of God, and the follow-on from that is greetings from my community. Now these echo very strongly the two primary commandments given by Christ: love your God, love one another. And the step for and the step out of um, and, and the the con- and Paul frames his entire letter in the context of those of those things and brings community to the absolute centre of what he's been talking about. And the context and the and context is re- is very important because what we have here at St Swithin's, our sign off is this. Oh, that is St Swithin's. That's what you lot look like from back there. This is our back, this is our uh, is our uh, is our sign off a home of grace in the heart of the city this is the community that we are here trying to build simon and the uh, the leadership can put these structures in place but they don't mean anything unless we actually live live this so the question i have for you is what does this heart of our community mean to you it's an important time to consider this. Um, a few weeks ago, Liz spoke of building a, col- uh, building a colony of heaven. That's what we're trying to do here. That's what every church is trying to do. But this is an important time for change with St. Swithin's. We've been through a long healing process. There were three churches, and then they became one. There were two congregations, and they've become one. And now we're one community, and this is our sign off it's time for the next phase for St. Swithin's because God isn't finished with us by any stretch of the imagination and the question really is how are we going to respond to that I'm going to end there Father God please, please care for this community please give us the heart to respond to challenges in your name according to your will Above all, please bring us together to build a colony of heaven, a home of grace in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen.